Hi, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to Ship It and Sip It. This week, I'm very excited to have Ksenia Stardubova as my guest today. She is our chief product officer at Parallect, also the product manager of Nudge, which was one of the first startups in our accelerator batch one two years ago. Ksenia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, John. Thank you so much for inviting me <laughs> here. Right. And the reason I wanted to talk to you right now is because very soon we're going to start the third round of our accelerator. And I wanted to talk with you about the role of the product manager in the accelerator, how it's changed over the last couple of years, and get your perspective as um, both a leader and a participant in one of the startups from Batch One, which who we're still working with, which is Nudge. So uh, let's, I guess, start with that. What is or are some of the main differences between the upcoming Accelerator Batch 3 and the two previous years? Um, yes, the key difference is that we built new pipeline for startups. We added two preliminary steps before Accelerator. Step one, called Nano, where the focus is to validate uh, the idea of startup and to get early traction. Step two, uh, bootcamp, and where the goal is to get first paid users and uh, define the strategy what uh, like to do next. And uh, in bootcamp, we'll have about 12 startups and uh, during one month period. And then uh, the top three or four startups that, uh, like they show, that show the real progress then will be promoted to participate in Accelerator. This is a key difference because before that, we didn't have these steps. Awesome. So I guess why are those two steps really important and why it's such a big change in increasing the amount of founders involved uh, from Nano and into the bootcamp before we kick off the Accelerator? Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to um, that that during this time, like two months, we are clo we are working closely, uh, and we really can see um, how founders uh, behave, how passionate about uh, their product. The the we can see the real progress, the real numbers, and uh, desire to like, to win and to 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 like to participate in further steps. I think this is a main uh, this is the main reason for changing this flow. Because before that, we had uh, just interviews before Accelerator, and now um, the process is uh, longer, two months instead of one interview, one two interviews. Yeah, and it's a lot more open to the people who are watching the Nano Fund, watching the stream from all the startups, and it's a lot more fun, in my opinion, to get such an excited group of founders together to see them all working very hard to just from day zero to, to get their idea out there and start talking with possible customers about that idea. So I guess that changes quite a bit of what happens early on in the actual accelerator program. You, you We've talked offline before the show about how the, the product discovery process will be mostly done by the founders as they go through Nano and the bootcamp process. 
So uh, once they get to the accelerator itself, uh, there won't be a lot of product discovery left to do. So how does that sort of change things in terms of product management? What are they going to do instead in those first uh, couple weeks? The main goal of uh, the first weeks of Accelerator to understand the product idea, uh, understand everything what was done by founder, um, interviews, uh, analyze interviews, analytics, if any, um, and formulate vision and scope to understand what should be done next, uh, to prepare requirements to be ready um, before development team will join and the developers, QAs will join the team and uh, also prepare mock-ups. And everything should be done before the whole team will join it. And this is the main goal and tasks of this uh, discovery phase of Accelerator. Awesome. And who's on the team at that, at that point? Product manager and designer. And they will work, work and they will work closely. And um, one more crucial team member is a founder. <laughs> I used to think that uh, we, like, I would say that we are on the same team. We one team. And I'm sure that um, that only if we think like this, uh, this is the key to success. Like we. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, let's dive into to your experience with that team mindset a little bit uh, and go back to two years ago when you were working with Julie from Nudge, who I've interviewed several times, a lovely founder and a great person to have in our portfolio of startups. So uh, can you share some of the highlights from that experience of working with Julie and yeah, what was great about it? Um, with pleasure. I think the best product starts with passionate uh, founders and Julie is one of them. And uh, she found uh, out about Parallax Accelerator uh, two years ago and applied to our first uh, program. And since that time, we are working closely together. And um, we built NDP, we re-released re it, we uh, launched several pilots for different customers because uh, this product is for different type of customers. One type universities, the other type companies, uh, and uh, we built white label for different uh, clients. And uh, so we had we had many highlights during this long period. Uh, we had uh, user interviews. Uh, we had brainstorm sessions where we really. We had pivot because initially the goal, initially the uh, the client of Nudge was only university, and then we changed to and then we added companies as well, yeah. And this was like really um, long and fruitful um, period. <laughs> Fantastic. In your role throughout the years at Parallel, you were the head of. Um business analysis, which sort of became product management. Now you're the CPO. Um, but you were working on Nudge during the accelerator and you decided that you wanted to stay with the team and continue in that role on the Nudge team. So uh, why did you feel like you wanted to stay on the team? Why did I want to, to stay? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think the answer is uh, really simple. We just made friends uh, with Julie, and uh, it was a long trip together. We, uh, as I told, we had different clients, decisions, integrations. Um, yeah, and uh, we did many experiments. And uh, I put my soul <laughs> into this product. Really, I love Natch. I, I really like Julie. So that's why this is the reason. Hey, if your soul's in it, that's a great reason. That's the, <laughs> the best reason there could possibly be. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about teamwork in this early phase uh, of the accelerator. So the collaboration between product manager and the designer what does that look like? Uh, can you just paint a picture of it from a high level for any of the founders that might be in NanoGrit right now and not that might be first-time founders that don't have a clear view of what's going to happen there? Mm -hmm. uh, actually, designers and product managers uh, have a lot more in common than you, you or anyone may think, uh, really, that boards are in charge of uh, like delivering uh, the product that meets business expectations and um, user expectations in terms of um, like experience of design and experience of the app. Yeah, and uh, product manager focuses on understanding more business goals, uh, business requirements, um, and uh, their responsibilities to prepare this part. And uh, designers are more focused on how to how to make these requirements really clear in terms of uh, UX. Yeah, and I think it's really close collaboration. And uh, I, I think I would not say better than our product managers, Michael and Antonina, they wrote an artic the article about it. We can attach it somewhere here. <laughs> and they wrote a really uh, great article about collaboration and how and how to share this, uh, how to share these responsibilities, and to be a real team. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll put the link to that article in our show notes for today's show. Uh, let's see. I want to get into some more practical advice for the founders that are going into going through NanoGrit right now, because they are already starting to interview their potential customers and their potential users for their idea. So um, user interviews are have traditionally been the domain of business analysis folks and product managers. Uh, what practical tips might you have for these founders w when carrying out the interviews or starting this process? Based on my experience, uh, I think it's very important during these interviews to encourage storytelling and encourage them to share their experiences, their stories related to your product. And this uh, can really provide valuable context for you based and you and you can and you will understand their journey and their emotions uh, better, like what they really feel and what they really think about your product. Um, this is one of the tips uh, I can say. Uh, not mm, like not be so focused on writing many many questions that they should cover. Better like be a listener, <laughs> yeah. Then uh, just um, yeah. The, the the main tip just encourage storytelling. Um, 
what else? Um, you're asking about interviews, right? On the yeah. tips regarding interviews. Um, the other tip, but I think it's obvious <laughs> to uh, make uh, like recordings uh, and uh, okay, no, it's not a tip. So let's uh, forget about it. So it's That's my next question. Ah, it's your next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I love let's just look at the the perspective of, of the founder right now that's in NanoGrid. They've got a landing page and they've got a sign up with uh, where people can sign up with, with their email to subscribe to whatever's going to be the product. So how do you like practically go about gathering uh, information from this list of emails? Would you blast out a survey to get some sort of quantitative feedback on the idea? Would you uh, schedule as many like one-to-one -one video interviews as possible to sort of get into that storytelling that you were talking about? Uh, what strategies should the founders be doing to get this information? I think during their early stage, it's very important to have this personal connection with your users. I don't think uh, it will be thousands of uh, subscribers, thousands of uh, early adopters. And that's why like, I vote for personal connection videos. And uh, as I told, um, to encourage their sto story, uh, to encourage them to tell about um, their previous experience, uh, about like what they feel, what they think about your product. But I, I I I think I have one more tip. <laughs> I I just remember it. But at the same time, uh, it's very important to ask questions and talk uh, to your users. But uh, based on my experience, users can lie. Okay, all people can lie, <laughs> right? And maybe not intentionally. They can lie just because they like you. They know you, they follow you on Instagram, uh, sorry, not Instagram, maybe Instagram, maybe Twitter for a year. And they don't, they don't be, they don't want to be rude. And they tell you what you want to, what to hear. And I think the most accurate answers are based on analytics, like based on real data and uh, like whether they really used it, whether, um, and even the best option, uh, if they vote by their money, like if they paid for something, this is their most honest answer and the most honest feedback. Yeah, I guess I, that, that stage will come a little bit later uh, when we're trying to get, uh, mm -hmm. the founders are trying to get people to sign up and actually pay during the boot camp. But at this point, uh, the founders are basically doing sort of problem discovery rather than any any other form of interview, right? Yes, uh, uh, that's true. I'm just telling that, uh, I'm just telling that uh, still they can tell you what you want to hear. This is there. And so uh, problem interview is one of the instruments, right? Uh, also, you can, um, if it's possible, uh, it depends, of course, on your business idea, on your product, if it's possible to uh, check what they are doing in your product, if you don't have product to see, like, j I don't know, just to ask them uh, to share the screen and to um, to show you 
how they're using their current solution. Once they have these conversations, uh, how can they sort of package up the information so that's really useful for product managers down the line? Say they get into the accelerator, they say, oh, I've talked with 30 potential customers. Here's a pile of Zoom recordings. Here's a 10 pages of transcripts. What, what is actually useful for you guys at that point? Uh, the most useful is to be interviewed some transcripts with uh, highlights. Uh, it, it's obvious that uh, it will be too long a process to review, to watch uh, all the episodes of um, <laughs> interviews. Yeah, and um, I think this some spreadsheets with highlights of their transcripts it will work better. All right. Um, I guess we're ready to move on a little bit to the next phase of the accelerator process. Product management doesn't end at the end of the discovery phase. So uh, what happens next and what can founders expect from their product manager as the development starts and carries on towards the launch of the MVP? Of course, there is a lot of work after discovery phase. Um, managing the scope um, and there will be some changes. It's okay. We just need to manage them effectively. If something is uh, added, something should be removed. It's a simple rule. And um, leading the team and uh, also um, uh, build a really great communication between all the team members and founder. As I told previously, uh, I consider the Parallax team as the, the developers, keys, designers, product managers, and founders. I think it's a whole, it's a one team. And so it's very important to um, like lead it and to manage expectations from all sides. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, could you, Share a little bit about what that communication looks like. Do you, you guys have weekly syncs with the founders? Are you all in one Slack channel messaging every day, multiple times a day? Uh, what should founders expect uh, from the product manager in terms of communication? That's a great question. And uh, we usually have one chat, uh, one Slack chat with founder and the whole team. So everybody has uh, access to any uh, team member. And it's in terms of communication. So you can write questions and get answers uh, anytime. And um, in terms of meetings, uh, usually have these uh, scrum processes. Like we have, uh, we have planning sessions, we have groomings, and, um, and we have demo sessions, uh, and etc. And you mentioned weekly things. I would say that during MVP phase, it's very important to have um, almost daily connection, uh, not only within their development team, but also with founders, because it's very important to get uh, to get answers to uh, to um, to make sure that we are on the same page, we have the same vision, and uh... awesome. That is a very clear view of how it works. Uh, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about the tools that you use uh, so that founders know sort of what to expect on the tool side. So what's uh, in your tech stack for product discovery? Is it all just spreadsheets? Uh, no. 
instead of spreadsheets, okay, we also love spreadsheets, but uh, one of the main tools is Notion. Uh, I personally love Notion. It's a really all-in-one solution. By the way, do you love Notion? I have a sort of ambivalent. <laughs> I used to love it a lot more. Now I think, I think because Parallax Notion has turned into this monster. <laughs> ah, because you have many pages, many uh, spaces. Um, yeah. Okay, I got it. But uh, why I like Notion because it's really customizable. You can build uh, from from Notion. Trailer, you can uh, really make a great uh, task tracking tool. At the same time, uh, the space where you can write detailed requirements, uh, also the space for um, documentations of QA team. It's everything in one uh, space. I think it's uh, convenient. But actually, uh, anyone, any product manager can use whatever they like. Uh, yes, we. I don't uh, say like everybody shouldn't use Notion. Yeah. So regarding the uh, tools, Notion, Figma, Figma for prototypes, uh, for mockups for prototypes, and also for diagrams and flows. Uh, several options. One of the most uh, famous, uh, FigJam and Miro. Uh, whatever you like, you can choose. Yep. I think this is our main tools. Awesome. And uh, we also have a program here at Parallect for new founders called Kickstart, uh, which includes discounts on Notion and free credits up to a certain amount, I believe. Um, are there any other tools within the Kickstart package that you think might be particularly useful to founders who are right now trying to sort of do their product discovery interviews uh, through NanoGrit and the bootcamp? In terms of tools for product discovery, Notion is the most uh, useful uh, tool. Uh, the other uh, credits that we have in Kickstarter is Retool, Digital Ocean, MongoDB, uh, is everything that you need for MVP. It's uh, like a huge help, I, I would say, for startups. And this is what you will need very soon after we launch Accelerator. That sounds great. So uh, given that you are... Uh, you've been a leader in product management and Parallax for a long time, and you've had firsthand experience with Nudge and Julie working through the accelerator in the first batch. Uh, what advice do you have for product managers who are going to be working on the accelerator startup this year? My advice for uh, product managers who will join accelerator, actually the same for any product managers. Uh, I recommend to work with co-founder mindset by focusing on the overall well-being of their business, not about MVP, not about just this um, stage in general, like overall, um, overall, overall success of the business. And additionally, I think it's the key to success, building friendship with the founder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I really think this is the key to success, not only in uh, startups uh, or not only in Accelerator. It's a, it's a, it's, it works everywhere. Fantastic advice. Thank you. Just to wrap up then, I will ask you one question that I didn't put on the outline. But do you have any uh, suggestions for teammates here at Parallax or other founders that we've worked with 
in our network uh, who would make great guests for our show? I would choose... Uh, I'm just thinking about uh, who will agree <laughs> to participate this life. Well, maybe they'll be more likely to agree if you suggest them and I put it in the final episode. <laughs> um, okay, then um, I suggest to invite um, Alexandra Melnikova. Did you invite her? Not yet, but she's high on my list of potential. Ah, okay. Yes. You you want to choose someone uh, like not so obvious? <laughs> no, no, no. She's a great suggestion. I'm I'm very happy. To, I would be very happy to have her on the show. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I will reach out to her and see what she has to say. In the meantime, everybody, uh, please uh, follow Ksenia, who is now more active on Twitter these days, as well as. Occasionally on LinkedIn, uh, she sort of joined the building public movement that we have going on here at Parallax. Just build a little bit in public, right? Um, I should well, create this tag. <laughs> uh, as well as follow along at nanohq.co to see all the news from the founders who are going through Nano right now, who are going to be in the boot camp and who might get into the accelerator this year. So thank you everybody for watching and I hope you have a lovely weekend. Thank you, Ksenia, so much for joining us. Thank you, John. <laughs> Bye. Bye.